You're at the Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual pub where we enjoy conversations with people who are engaged in the world of coaching. Hello and welcome to this week's Coaching Inn. Today I'm in conversation with Keely Vuong White, who is a coach and a marketeer and does all sorts of amazing things, but most significantly, Healy is one of my walking buddies who comes on the coaches' walking uh, walks in the Malvern Hills, and that's where we met. Keely, welcome. Thanks, Claire. Thanks for having me. <laughs> that's the first time we've met virtually because we always meet with our walking boots on. <laughs> we are so close. <laughs> that's bizarre talking to you over Zoom. <laughs> we will have breakfast very soon. But meanwhile, tell us a bit about your coaching journey. Well, it's an interesting one. I uh, Last year, about May last year, I engaged in a life coach. I was just feeling a little bit, I guess, unenthusiastic about the things I was doing. And um, Kat, Katrina, my, my life coach, was amazing. She helped me through. It was about six or seven sessions. And not surprisingly, at the end of it, I wanted to be a life coach. <laughs> my my objective going into it was, Kat, how do I just spring out of bed and be energized for the day? And that's what I didn't have in life. And yeah, it's it's amazing how powerful six or seven conversations over an hour can be. And so it just led me on to a journey of signing up to uh, a, you know, coaching training. I finished that in March this year. So I met you in January before I actually finished. Yeah. Um, yeah. And met so many amazing coaches as well. Um, so I've just dived into the deep end of seeing what a, a coach's life looks like and listening to your podcast and really understanding what the whole journey is like it's it's daunting but it's it's amazing at the same time so yeah 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 and I remember the first time I met you you said how you would suddenly begin to connect your life in marketing with coaching so tell us a bit more about that yeah so I had the opportunity through the walks that we did to meet other life coaches and through conversations and just telling them about my background in marketing, they're like, oh, I, I need a bit of help with branding. I, I need to find my niche. And so that's what I did. I've, I've allowed myself 12 months of just experimenting, giving myself permission to, to go try, you know, different avenues of coaching. So I've, uh, I've done, you know, life coaching. Um, my, I'm a, in business as well. So also doing business coaching. And um, I've also um completed the Enneagram um as well so I'm an Enneagram pr practitioner and I've done that as well but when I was asked to do branding and marketing coaching that morning I sprang out of bed I was I was due to be there at nine o'clock and I was awake by six and that is unheard of <laughs> and it just connected me back to my objective of last year's coaching with Katrina that I'm like oh my goodness I'm living it this is what I want to do I know I'm here because I'm springing out of bed at 6 a.m. <laughs> wanting to, to you know, get to my client to, to coach them and um, had an absolutely brilliant session. And I couldn't have 
done it without the coaching training because I've tried to teach people branding and marketing before, but it was very much tell. And I noticed with the skills that I've learned over the last year or so, that it's very much, they know it inside of them. So it's really about, you know, just eliciting their own story and their values and their purpose and just helping them structure it into their unique and wonderful story of why they're a coach. And I love that. Wow. I can see it in your face as you're talking. So if I come to you, Mm -hmm. how will I experience it differently now? Yeah, I um I would ask you so many more questions than I, I used to. Uh, so I would spend a lot of time just understanding you as a person and essentially your brand is you. Even if you have another name for your company, 3D Coaching, it's a part of you. In fact, it's probably the whole of you being represented through your brand and your company. Mm. Um, so I'd really like to get to know your purpose. Why did you start this company? Why, what is this calling of yours? What are you setting out to achieve and change in people's lives or the environment or community? What What is it that's, you know, your story and your skills will be making an impact on? Mm. And I remember having that chat to you on one of our walks and it just moved me so much when your purpose was to help coaches become greater coaches, you know, and Mm. the impact of that and the compound effect of that is, is incredible. And so for me, if I can help one person to then help multiple people, then to help multiple people, that would be incredible. That's for me, the compound effect as well. And so my, my love is to help people with purpose rather than just to set up any company. Um, It really has to be purpose-driven, purpose-led. And that's where a true authentic brand starts from. And that's the conversations I love because you get to know someone so deeply, getting to know what they want to give to the world. I love the way you use the word calling and purposefulness. Best conversations, aren't they? Well, they make you come alive, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) We don't do small talk. I've been given, I've been told so many times, like, wow, you don't do small talk. Like, what's your purpose? What's your calling? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's it's amazing. And it's I find the same. I mean, I have a purpose, I have a calling, but it's hard to get it out there. It's the with social media and being judged or being known for something else and stepping to something new how how do you navigate that and you know I'm still going through that journey and finding it hard um but the next step will be what are your challenges what what would you like to overcome so but the the need has to be greater than the challenges and the challenges can be broken down into tiny bite-sized chunks and so I love that process of seeing, you know, my clients, eyes just go, oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can do that. I can do one post a week. doesn't matter if it's my dog because actually that's a part of me. And people can connect through that. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay if it's not all about business because people connect to your business through who you are. So show a side of yourself 
that people connect with and be authentic about it. So that's that's so interesting because I wrote an, a great big thing in capital letters across my diary last week that said, "Why would people want to work in partnership with somebody who's not being human?" And why would somebody want to be coached by somebody who's not human? No, exactly. I don't, uh, and I, I cringe at the ads I see, which are, you're a life coach now. Do you want seven figures? You know, do you want to create seven figures or do you want a model to follow? And I, I delete and delete those ads. I just cringe at them because I'm like, I'm not a number. I have a story. I have my uniqueness. And so, yeah, I, um, I'm not out to create seven figures. I'm not actually even out there to help my clients create seven figures. If that's their motivation, first and foremost, I actually would say I'm not for you. Um, But if you want to tell me your story and see how I can link you to your ideal client so you can best serve them. Mm. And the result of it is that you make money that's sustainable, that's sustaining your business. I am, I'm your person. I would love to do that. Yeah, Yeah. it's all about the person. So some of our listeners are new coaches and some of them are really very experienced. But Mm -hmm. I think that most of the people that I talk to offline, as it were, have got some kind of challenge around marketing. So if you were to give them a few little tips, what would they be? Great question. Um, One of the conversations that I've had recently that really springs to mind is a lot of people don't think that even as a coach that they're a brand. And I guess coming from a marketing world, I'm I'm quite, I have a different perspective, but I'm so interested as to why they don't think that they're a brand. It's like, well, I'm just me, it's just my name. you know, if they're a mum, they just think they're a mum and they just think they're just this and just that. I'm like, no, 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 you are. <laughs> whatever you're projecting out there, whatever you're communicating about yourself, that's what people know you for. And therefore, you are a brand if you want clients out of it. Of course, if it's just for, you know, social media and just to let friends and family know what's happening, that's not a brand. But if you're wanting people to engage in your products or services through who you are, then even if it's your name, you're a personal brand. Um, so some people um, have this perception that a brand has to be corporate and there's some pushback on, oh, but I don't want to be a business. I don't want to be a company. I don't want to be seen as corporate. And my tip is a brand is only a tool. A tool is what you use it for. And a tool is how you use it to best serve you. And in order to have an authentic brand, it is you. It's all, it's your values, your personality, your beliefs, your purpose. And that in itself is what forms a brand. In fact, that's much more powerful than our corporate brands out there because they're largely not authentic Mm. they create a story that is somewhat you know hanging on to a little bit of truth yeah we are completely true to who are who we are so that's what i that's what i'm really excited about it's to you know kind of stamp out this myth of branding has to be corporate it's not it's it's just us it's our story 
it's what we want to give to the world so yeah and it's only a tool it is only a tool it's like a hammer <laughs> you know <laughs> it could be good or it could be bad but it's yeah. how you use it it's how you utilize it that um mm. that can be effective wow got me thinking you see but you I knew that <laughs> I did. <laughs> so what other tips have you got um interestingly I guess some people also start with the how and I get that it's like how do I post how do I do my social media and when I listen to that I'm like oh wait one second <laughs> let's go back to why you're posting why you want to go on social media because that may not be the most effective way of communication it seems like it these days and it's likely that it would be it's a bit like uh it's your online cv if people want to check out who you are Mm. which is why having a social media presence is important because people buy into who you are um but before you engage in a say a social media person or you engage in your own social media activities that builds your brand let's go back and be very clear on your brand and your purpose so by pulling those elements together your values your personality your purpose we we come together in a bit of an elevator pitch if you like we call it um, a purpose statement and then you know together with your values, you're very focused on what you want to communicate out there, you know. So with my um, with my brand, Kiora Coaching, my values are connection, growth, impact, and joy. Mm -hmm. So all of my posts will be either me connecting with people, how I grow, so I've just posted a book I've read, um, how I have impact, so I've been posting a few um testimonials with clients and joy and most of my joy as you know <laughs> are pictures of the hills or in nature and so you know sometimes people think that it has nothing to do with your business being in nature or, or posting pictures of you know puppy dogs but that brings me joy that's who I am yeah. so and that's absolutely right it's absolutely right to bring into it because people also don't want to see constant posts on your business it's it's just too much. It's like mm. let let people into who you are. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that is my second tip. It's the thing, isn't it, about about being present and not self promoting, which I think is one of the biggest anxiety provoking things for coaches. I don't want to self promote, or I mean, maybe it is. I do want to self promote, but you know, <laughs> what will people think about me if I self promote? But I think that's okay. It's okay to tell people what you do. But I think what's more powerful is telling people why you want to do it. Mm. And then it's up to them whether they want to engage or not. And I think it's give the world your message and the right people will come back to you. Mm. You'll, you'll be a magnet for the right person, the right clients. And that's a natural filter for me. I can't work with everyone. I'm just one person and I'm okay to build it slowly. And I think that's the other concern some coaches might have is how do I build this through place by income? And 
I absolutely understand that the finance bit is, you know, quite anxious. And so the other part of what I like to plan out is what is it do you actually need to live off? What is it that will just give you that comfort? And a lot of people say, I want to replace my salary. Do you really want to replace your corporate salary? Do you really need to? Because if you do, you might want to stay in that for now, or you might have to go down two paths of income generation and which, you know, may split your, um, what you're concentrating on. But when I do the exercise of bottom up to see actually how much do you need, there's a light bulb moment of going, oh my God, is that all? Is that all? I can do that. That actually equates to eight clients, eight clients a month. And that's doable. So just breaking it down helps people see that's achievable. But if it really isn't, then we go to plan B. Yeah. But let's see what's actually realistic rather than what they should be earning. So. Yeah, and that's so refreshing. I remember I wrote an article in Woman and Home magazine years and years ago, and that was one of the lines, do the maths. Yeah. But do the maths based on on what you need and, and as you say, not a replacement because if you're going to have a replacement that jump is just enormous because if you need every single client to pay the mortgage and the electricity bill that is going to impact the way they experience you isn't it oh a hundred percent the energy you feel and I've felt it before from other coaches and I'm like oh are we friends or do you want me to be your client <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 and it's not, it's just not a pleasant feeling. Mm. And I'm very, I'm very conscious of that as well. It is a fine line and you're like, oh, am I selling too much? Then, you know, no, I'm, I'm just saying what I want to achieve out there and we're friends regardless. That's the message that I want to, to give. So yeah, it is a fine line. I think to, um, to relieve that you know, that tenseness, if if you do need your coaching career to be your income generator, I would say if you haven't already stepped into it, plan for it, save. And if you have savings, this is the rainy day. Yeah. This is the rainy day to start pulling on the resources that you have. So, but just be realistic about it because more often than not, it's less. It's less than you think it is. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and it takes time. It does. Yeah, it does. I remember building the business when my kids were very young. Uh, and so I could only work as much as I could work when they were at nursery, at school, in really quite short hours. And that was great because it took the pressure off. Yeah. And really interestingly, the person who hired me at that point as a coach just connected with me on LinkedIn yesterday. Oh, how funny. I sat on a bench on the hills. And I got my phone out to text somebody. And there was this thing going, hello. Okay, my goodness, you're a voice from the past. Uh, that's beautiful to you a lot. I think you've connected and touched so many people. I think that would happen a lot. Oh, thank you. <laughs> she was a special, though, because she believed in me when I was really very, very early on just starting out and opened lots of doors. So. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to catching up with her properly. Mm, I so I, I'm sitting here with a burning desire to ask you about the secret diary of a CEO, which I know oh, yes. is the last <laughs> book you've read. 
And I am going to ask you about that because you that, that was a bit of a mysterious post that you put on LinkedIn about it. So I do want to know what you learned from that book. But first of all, what other tips have you got for people starting out? Um, oh, let's see. So we've covered brand, whether you're a brand or not, and whether you like it as a coach, you are. We've covered social media first or brand first, and it's definitely brand first. Mm -hmm. And we've covered how to navigate a realistic income. Um, I guess uh, for me this year, and I think I've mentioned it, that I've given myself a year of experimenting. So if you don't know what you like, and I... I struggled with this as well before I, I gravitated more towards marketing. I struggled with, do I need a niche or can I just call myself a life coach? But then as and when I met more coaches, I gravitated towards people who had a niche and a speciality. And I'm like, oh, I know I can help you or I know someone who needs your help because you're a health and fitness coach or you're um, – a career coach or someone's you know having a career change whereas if I meet someone who's just a life coach I'm like I actually don't know who I can bring to you mm. I'm working I'm like I don't know so that's helped me to realize how important that speciality is I love the way you said that because you haven't said Standing inside being a coach, you need a niche. You've said standing outside other coaches, I don't know how to help you if I don't know what you do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So have you got any other tips or can we jump into Stephen? Oh, let's, let's jump into Mr. Bartlett's book. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand he has some tips. 33 of them. <laughs> so what do we need to pay attention to? Number one, first and foremost, is health. Ah. Oh. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. From a business, I mean, it's 33 laws of business and life. And the first one is our own health. Because without us, without us being healthy, how do we give, how do we give our best? And to be fair, Claire, I think a lot of the, the conversations we've had recently is about health and other people yeah. and it just gives me shivers thinking wow their their learnings and what other people are experiencing right now is my foresight into my own health I'm lucky to have friends who are older than me and I'm lucky to be able to do something about my health at the moment mm. to make sure that in 10 20 30 years time I'm healthy and um yeah I I hats off to Stephen Butler for saying that and it's not a first you know make x amount of money <laughs> law so but it's but it's interesting because I think that people are, who are transitioning which is what we were talking about earlier who are often have a day job and are transitioning to coaching as an extra thing often as well as having a life and a family or whatever whatever often that is actually the thing that gets sacrificed absolutely isn't it also interesting that sometimes that is the reason why they're leaving their job? Yeah, o oftentimes. Oftentimes. And then they forget mm. that to then enter, <laughs> put so much in, often more hours 
into their job to start their own business. And it is a constant reminder of health first, absolutely health first. Yeah. And now I have a line manager again Uh after 100 years. (laughs) Uh, She is very hot on, you know, she is is much tougher on me than I am on myself. Mm. And... So how you put in your own kind of boundaries around health is really important because in a, as an employee, somebody else might notice. And as a self-employed person, you, yeah, how do you check in on yourself is really important, isn't it? I think you're so lucky that your line manager <laughs> cares about your health maybe more than you do, Claire. Or I know. brings the awareness. I think you're one of the few ones in that regard because – it's it's hard enough if you're self-employed to realize oh actually no I need to go out for a walk yeah. otherwise I've been sitting in front of the laptop for eight hours mm. and not blinking mm. um and I can't imagine a line manager being harder <laughs> on you than that but oh. you know but your the stories you can make up that oh if I go for a walk my line manager might not want that the stories I make up in my own head can be worse than that mm. and I think that's that's the other thing. That's a, the, one of the other laws of Stephen Butler's book is to invest in ourselves. And I think one of the key things, you know, besides understanding health and reading books and things like that, is actually a coach having that mirror up because we are often, uh, and I am, harder on ourselves. I'm harder on myself than I would be to anybody else. And I could easily <laughs> tell someone, yeah, no, take a break, take a break. Um, luckily, my husband Steve is excellent at at holding me to account to make sure mm. that you know I do have breaks. And mm. now I go for runs, go for walks. You know, we go for walks together, and it's amazing. It's amazing, and that's that is my my priority. Absolutely. Yeah, everyone, I recommend you have a breakfast, friend. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> with great conversations. <laughs> So um, without completely spoiling the whole of Stephen Bartlett's book, what other things really stood out for you? He's just um, refreshing in the way that he doesn't um, over-communicate. His chapters are short and concise. Nice. And so this is not one of his laws, but the way he approaches things. It's like if I can say it in so many words, why do I need to elaborate? <laughs> and we've had this conversation about simplifying coaching. And I know that is one of your main messages as well. And when I heard him say that, I'm like, oh, simplify it, simplify your message. And interestingly, the last week I've been um, a, a trainer on a coaching course. I'm practicing, I'm training to be a trainer. And I'm just observing the participants' language of, I think I've given enough. I don't think I've asked the right questions. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> that got there. It's okay. You've done it. You've done it yeah. in three questions. That's amazing. Yeah. You don't have to keep going. And um, yeah. I think that's one of the things I observed with um, a diary of the CEO. He's, his chapters, short, concise, to the point, clear, gives examples, um, links it back to himself, which makes him super personable and human. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think the way he communicates is is something that I can definitely learn from. 
I had someone on a course this morning and they said that they'd interviewed the author of Guess How Much I Love You, which is a children's book. And she said it's 600 words long and it took six months to write. Wow. Because getting simple was a real investment. They were, they were, they were laughing at how simply written my last book was. And I said, well, it wasn't on the way. It really was not. <laughs> you need to know there were many very bad versions first. It's it's amazing that you could simplify it so much. It's, yeah, 600 words in a book. My goodness. I've just read a book called Smart Brevity, which is okay. absolutely brilliant. In terms of branding, I really recommend it. It's called The Power of Saying More with Less. Nice. Um, I like it so much that I bought the audio book and then I bought the hard copy. I mean, like, it's a really good book. And it really helps you work out how to be much smarter and shorter and crisper in what you say in a human way. I love that. That's that's actually exactly what I did with um, Diary of a CEO. I got the audio and I'm like, no, I need, I need to reference it so much. I got the hardback. <laughs> that is a sign of a great book, isn't it? It is. So I'll borrow the hard copy off you next time we meet. <laughs> Let's do swapsies. I love that. <laughs> and I'll lend you smart brevity. Thank Bye. you. Vanden Hay, Mike Allen and Roy Schwartz. Perfect. Fantastic. So <laughs> as we come to the end of our conversation, any other tips on branding, either from you or from Stephen Bartlett, indeed? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would just say go out there and have a conversation to people about what you do because as you talk about it it refines and quite often you just feel like oh yeah that resonates or that doesn't and and take that time don't be shy about it and if you really want to just um let people know what you're doing people are really receptive to helping i'm just i'm just researching what i'm doing you know i'm just researching how this sounds i could do 10 things but i just want to specialize it down to maybe one or two can I just bounce it off you and I mean I live in a we live in a, a town of coaches there's so many of us and I love <laughs> the fact that we can bounce it off each there's other. another one coming but that's another story <laughs> oh, I can't wait to find out who <laughs> but yeah the the externalizing it the saying it out loud helps uh, helped me a lot anyway otherwise it's all in my head yeah, and you can get really down a rabbit hole when it's in your head, can't you? Exactly. And when you see people's response, that helps. Yeah, yeah that really helps. Yeah. That's great. They can say that it's, oh, yes, it's good. But when you kind of see their body language not responding, it's like, oh, no, that didn't really resonate. You know, but when you see their reactions, like, oh, my goodness, wow, what a purpose. That's amazing. Mm. I know someone who could use you. I need someone who needs your services. That's when you feel like, yes, you've got something. Yeah. So there's a mutual generosity, isn't there, that was in the podcast. Listeners, you'll remember the one with Katie Lewis of Nine Others was also talking about generosity and how important it is. So, Keely, if people want to come to you for some support <clears throat> with their branding, how do they contact mm. you? Um, multiple ways on LinkedIn. I am the only Keely Von White on LinkedIn. So, um, yes, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. So that's at Keely underscore V White. 
And I also, with my company name, Key Aura Coaching, um, have a website. So it's www.keyaura, K-I-A-U-R-A, coaching, all one word, .co.uk. Perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. And lovely listeners, if you would like to join us on a walk, you can find out when our next walk is on coaches, the Coaches Walking Group on uh, LinkedIn, where other coaches who are also running other walks around the world are also listing their walks. And if there isn't one in your area, you can organise one and we'll happily share it with other people who might want to join you. But we do think that the Worcestershire ones are rather good. <laughs> our ones are the best because look where it's led us <laughs> indeed indeed you start on a coach's walking then you have a coach's breakfasts and then you have a coach's goodness only knows what yeah exactly love it <laughs> so keely vong white thank you so much for coming to the coaching in and i will see you next week in the pub i hope <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and thank, thank you, so you everyone much, for listening bye-bye everyone bye If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, we'd love you to share the podcast with a friend or leave a comment on social media. And if you'd like to become a regular at The Coaching Inn, you can subscribe on Podbean and all major podcast channels. We look forward to welcoming you next time. You've been listening to The Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual hub. For more information, check out 3dcoaching.com.